Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 253. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, we've got ourselves a Monday podcast, and I have with me two lovely gentlemen. First up in uh, San Antonio, it's newly moved Maddie Moles. Maddie, how's the, the house with no appliances going? <laughs> um, well, we're just missing two of the most important ones, uh, washer and dryer, but it's going all right. Um, Pretty important. Da- daughter, you know, last couple of nights uh, blowing out the diapers. So that's always a fun thing to wake up to. Uh, um, so, yeah, the, the blowing out the diaper was reminiscent of the first game we're going to talk about and not so much the second game we're going to talk about. But uh, a little it's, it's fun here. Uh, yeah, a little foreshadowing. It's fun here in San Antonio. It's also really hot here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am not yet adjusted. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, moving from Nebraska to San Antonio can do that, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, just a little. All just right. A little bit. And then we've got in the great state of Kentucky, as usual, it is Dylan. Dylan, Thunder Chats. Dylan, uh, how's life? Life's good, man. Just went to Texas Roadhouse for my wife's birthday. So Heck yeah. Had a nice ribeye. Happy birthday, Chelsea. Yep, yep. And we uh, have our Thunder, uh, uh, what, what, what were like the, the Black Lives Matter logo? logo thing. Proud City. Proud City, yes. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we went eight. I missed the first half of the game, but I was able to catch the back end. So, uh, yeah, man, doing pretty good. Yeah, well, good to see Maddie Moles on back-to-back podcasts. Yes, he's back. Back again. Ready Maddie's back. Return. Of the Tell Matt. a friend. <laughs> Return of the Matty. <laughs> it almost worked. All right, let's ah, let, let's let's just get this out of the way. Uh, the Memphis game. Uh, great first quarter. So that's that's about mm-hmm. that. That's all. That's all we need to talk about. I think. Right out for the last three quarters i still don't know what happened yeah uh they scored 37 in the first quarter and only ended up with 92 points so uh that's just not not a lot of points to to finish the game not great shooting either shea was three of 13 hamadou diallo was three of 11 darius Baisley four of 14 abdul nader one of seven all of those are under 25%, except for Diallo. Diallo's 27 and Baisley's 28. So really low, really low shooting, bad shooting, just bad all around. It just wasn't a good game. I'll tell you what this game reminded me of. Have you ever gone to the bathroom and you start being oh. oh. and it's two streams? What? That, that's <laughs> what it was like. Like two streams start coming out and you want it to stop. But it can't stop, and you just have to wait for it to correct it. And what that, are you talking like about? Memphis Grizzlies game. You and then you just happen. have to. That's never happened in my life. Wow, you have a problem. It's, the struggle no. is. Re- I mean, it is a problem. Once that happens, it is a. It is in fact it's, a problem. I, oh no! <laughs> it's a messy situation pretty immediately. So 
it is quickly. like yeah it's a mess and you just want it to correct itself but in the end it, it just never happened and you know i had to listen to the game i couldn't watch it and matt pinto was just like the thunder have just not been able to turn it on after this first quarter after this dominant performance in the first quarter the thunder have not shot well grizzly it is all memphis and uh cha-ching thunder money ball that was all in the first quarter no no not not the rest of the game yeah not a lot of cha-ching thunder money balls the rest of the game that so the analogy would be more accurate if it was you were peeing and it was going fine the first quarter of the pee and then mid pee yeah diverted split it off like that that like would a wishbone be, yeah like a wishbone and then, <laughs> and then all hell is broken loose and you got yourself a sticky situation and that's the Memphis Grizzlies game yep and, we played uh, we played piss poor that's what it was <laughs> Very nice. Afro Afro Shea is the best Shea I've ever seen in my life. I love oh his God. Afro. So beautiful. That, it's that thing it's is so glorious. cool because when he's driving, he like his fro is like half a second behind. So it's like <laughs> like he's in the wind. And it just it just makes him look so much more smooth when he's driving and dishing and jumping and all that. I just love it. I hope he never goes back to anything else. Did and I don't appreciate see- all the hate about it. No, yeah. Did you all see the hair that I tweeted? I tweeted out the picture of it. The hair he had when he first came to Kentucky. Yeah, it was kind of similar. It was like it was like Afro braids. Yeah, like yeah. pretty much mixed together. And then I remember he cut it like ten games into the season. And then honestly, that's kind of when it took off. But yeah, dudes had a lot of different hairstyles for like him just like three years. Mm. But I hope he keeps this. It looks so cool. I can't get enough of Froche. So that was kind of the best part of that game because, like I said, he didn't shoot well. None, nobody really shot well. Um, and they just kind of stunk. So we gave Memphis some life. They're still the eighth seed. Portland's on their tail. Uh, I think Memphis only needs win one more game to officially not be eliminated. They'll at least be in the playoffs or the play-in game. So Memphis is looking pretty good right now, and that's all credit to us. So, moving on to the more important game in terms of uh, what we want to talk about. Just finished seconds ago. The Wizards stink. They stink so <laughs> bad. They, Troy Brown Jr. is pretty good. Rui Hachimari Mara is pretty good. Everyone Robinson else Robinson and his forehead's all right. He's all right. Everyone else Yo. stinks. <laughs> Dylan. That oh. L, oh my God, dude, that's me. That was a mean. That was a mean thing you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd love to have Jerome Robinson on his forehead on our team for the rebuild. I don't think he wants to be on this team. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Darius Baisley was amazing. Yep. Like oh my he, God. Like I mentioned, Bubble earlier, he didn't shoot well against Memphis, but today he was had a career high, 23 points. Four or seven from deep. He was just he his stroke looks his three his uh range shot looks so good. It's just this nice swooping uh arc. It just looks good. He just looks good all around. I'm pretty sure he did a step back three and he oh my he, God. he he started his step back at like the foul line. <laughs> it was like one of the biggest step back threes I've ever seen. It's like uh, it's like the MP uh, Michael Porter Jr. step back from regular season. He did the same thing. It's got a little bit of that in him. You'd love to see it. Muscala was starting today because like half of our uh, players that get major minutes were out. Stephen Adams, Nerlens Noel, uh, Andre Robertson, uh, one other guy. Dennis Schroeder was also Dennis. out. So. Yeah, Dennis was out for personal, but very public reasons, uh, <laughs> which I think is so fun. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but like all of the media members still say out for personal reasons and they're not personal at all. Like everyone knows why he's out. It's very public, but I digress anyway. So he's out. Uh, apparently this has not been confirmed, but someone, uh, first of all, Dennis was in the virtual section today. He was seen uh on the fox sports broadcast but apparently have not confirmed this yet but sources are saying 
he told the virtual section he is in that he will be returning tomorrow and will be quarantining for the next four days to return to the Thunder, which, if you do the math on that, means he'll be back for the Clippers game, the last mm-hmm. game of the bubble, which would be huge, absolutely huge for us. Nice little warm-up game to the playoffs. You get to hopefully get a win against one of the powerhouses in the Western Conference. We don't really know if they're going to be playing for anything at that point. They may have already locked up the second seed, but nevertheless, Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder in our lives. Can't wait. It's been too long already. Yeah, his absence has definitely been felt, too. Um, you know, I, I'm still confident in Shea's ability and potential to play the point guard, but he's definitely struggled without, you know, having Dennis out there to help him out. Like, we saw, you know, him take over the second unit, uh, specifically, like, in the Trailblazers game and even in the Jazz game and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, take take over more ball handling uh, responsibilities, and, and he flourished, but – Ever since Dennis has left, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Ever since Dennis left, Shea, uh, Shea's, like, feel and his confidence kind of left. Uh, specifically in that Grizzlies game, man, it just it just felt like he was just trying to shoot his way out of a slump, and it was, it was just not happening. What about well, – and Oh, go ahead, Maddie. I, and I was going to say, even him finishing around the basket, it hasn't been as effective. Yeah. He shot well today. He was 6-12 overall. Um, um, over 2 from behind line six for eight from free throw so he, i mean he's he's still consistent as of late missing free throws too and it's perfect you know people are gonna eventually miss but he was the one of the three guys that he could have made a free throw to end the game against the and um, yeah it just didn't work out so i mean shay's kind of been in a funk a little bit uh lately you could even tell at the end of the game like he looked frustrated still like chris paul went to the sideline he was all smiles and Shay was just kind of like, man, like, today wasn't my day. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get that confidence back and get that swagger and, and get going. Yeah. I was going to say, like, even, even though he shot well on paper, his, his shot just looks flat still. Like, it doesn't look right. And, I don't know, maybe just not being in the, uh, the same rotations as he's used to with Dennis out has kind of thrown him for a loop. Um, so hopefully that means when Dennis comes back, he'll kind of have things corrected, but yeah, he's, he's just looked weird. It's just, just kind of something's off. So, um, but you know, he's, he's still contributed. He had, he went 18, six and seven. So nothing, I mean, nothing to complain about by any stretch of the imagination. He had some Um, really good assists. He did. Mm -hmm. He was, he looked good. Like driving, he looked good. It's just the shot was, wasn't there. So um, Abdul Nader looked like he was in a competition to uh, make the most difficult shot and he was competing against himself and he <laughs> won today because he just kept putting up the most ridiculous shots. Like there was three guys on him and he was just like, screw it. I'm going to the basket, boys. And he'd throw it up there and it went in. But it was a weird day for Nader. Um, so, I mean... Credit to him for actually making them. Diallo played pretty well as well. He had 13 mm-hmm. points, which he's been is so good in the bubble, man. Yeah, he's yeah he's been consistent. He's been consistently good. He's he had that nice putback dunk from a Shea drive. Looked, you know, obviously he's got the hops. So yeah, he had that one hand punch off a Shea dump off uh, right mm-hmm. under the basket, and then mm-hmm. he had that uh, that lob from Chris Paul off mm-hmm. the roll. I, I think. So, I think changing him from kind of the shooting guard wing spot and kind of putting him as a small ball four has really yeah. unlocked his game because he's hit a few threes here and there in the bubble. Like, I'll give him credit for that. But he's actually 4'10. He's 4'10. Yeah, right I mean, hey, I'll take that. But That's I mean, crazy. shooting's never going to be like a staple of Hami's game. Like, he. He belongs kind of in that dunker spot. So I, I do feel yeah. like that, uh, that's really important for him offensively. And, I mean, we're kind of seeing the, you know, dividends of that. We're playing him at the four, which is fine. But, like, he's in the ball quite a bit, which, you know, is something that obviously, you know, we saw from the G League and everything. We tried to get Terrence Ferguson to kind of play in that role and, and handle the ball a little bit. didn't work out for him. But it did work out for Hami. Um, um, and I, I see that 
uh, Billy trusts him to handle the ball a little bit, bringing it up for and hoping to get offense started. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of that's kind of key, right? Exactly. So that's you know that's going to be an element of the game as you know we need to be deep and we like to run with those guys. You know the our three guard lineup. It's notorious for being you know the best five man lineup in basketball. Mm-hmm. Being able to kind of have that interchangeability. And Hami, with his ability to handle the ball a little bit, will help with that in times when Dennis is missing or when uh, Shea or Chris are getting a break uh, when looking at tightening up these rotations when we get into the playoffs. So Hami's ability to, to hustle and, and handle the ball a little bit will give him a legit chance to actually get some minutes in some very, very key uh, time during, during our playoff series uh, or if we have a deep run. So. That's just that's something that's very good to see, and I think that honestly, that's the reason why we're seeing tons more Hami and not as much Terrence Ferguson. Man, he had that ridiculous reverse layup where he just hung in the air under the basket uh, over two. That guys boy can too. jump. That boy can jump. Hang time, Hammy. Hang time, Hammy. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I I I stole that, <laughs> and he stole it. Uh, Ferg had one three. In the first like two seconds he was in the game and then just did nothing else for the other like 19 minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah, it's like there. Ferg's back. Nope. Like, oh, Ferg's back. Yeah. <laughs> that Ferg. <laughs> we're like, yeah, Ferg's back. And then we're waiting there, like, all right, do something else now. He never did. Uh his shot also looked flat. Like the first shot went in, of course, but then all his other corner threes, like it, it just it looked like he threw it at the basket. Like it there was no it's arc. Rushed. Yeah. He's just man, I just I want him to be good, but I also it's also getting to the point now it's like, all right, we're in playoff mode pretty soon. We can't keep throwing somebody out there that's not gonna be productive and just hope he is. And yeah, like right now I put Hami over him for those minutes. I definitely think like in the battle of the wings, like you got Dort, Dre, Hami, and even Nader. Mm-hmm. over Ferguson at this point so oh yeah definitely he, he's kind of falling out of the rotation <laughs> yeah um, yeah but it's kind of just been like a uh mulligan year for him so to speak next year he can hopefully get things kind of picked up off the ground not have any more off the court problems and we'll see what happens but yeah I just I don't really trust him anymore so Ami and Nader and uh I mean, even Baisley at that wing sometimes would be is is a better option at this point. So yeah, anything else you guys took away from these games? Yeah, dude, can you um, just look at Chris Paul's line real quick? He had thirteen point six rebounds, nine assists, but then he had three steals and two blocks. Ooh, uh-huh. he's taking over for Nerlens, man. My man's out there working, and he only had two turnovers. So Gallinari. Gallinari also sneakily had a really efficient. He had twenty game. points. What the heck? Yeah, he had twenty points and he only played twenty-one minutes. I didn't even realize he was out there half the time. Yeah. Um, well, because half the time he, he wasn't out there. Um, but the, the the crazy thing is, yeah, you said Chris Paul with two blocks, and then Lou Dort led the t- led the team with ten rebounds. Yeah, the ten rebounds crazy. was crazy. I didn't notice that till now. I also don't remember any either of Chris Paul's blocks. Like I don't even remember when those happened. Mm-mm. It just kind of snuck up. I do remember the steals. He was he was picking people clean, real nice. Dude, he was just having fun out there today, man. Yeah, I, I remember he he blew by Wagner for a layup, and then he was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna shoot a layup." And then like as soon as he passed the backboard, he's just like, "Turn around, fade away, money." <laughs> And then he uh, he stripped somebody, and then he took it down the court, and he was just playing with that basketball, just dribbling all over. Yeah, he was just dribbling he was around. Fun out here. He was doing that thing where he like does it between the legs, but with one hand for no mm-hmm. reason. There's nobody around him mm-hmm. because he can. Just because he can, I cannot do that. Got the ball on a string, and, baby. And then he had the play where he um, he crossed it over to his left, and then split the defenders like kind of off of a a semi like screen mm-hmm. from Muscala and then did the behind the back pass back to Muscala for three. I think that was Muscala's like fourth oh, three so corner of the game. Behind the back bounce pass. And knowing exactly where the guy's going to be, mm-hmm. which is nuts to me. Um, yeah. That speaks to the chemistry that they have at every level. I mean, Muscala didn't get a 
ton of minutes during the regular season with Chris Paul. And yet mm-hmm. Chris knew exactly where he was going to be. That's perfect. Yeah, he and as much as we talk about his ball handling, there was also some moments where he uh, he did that thing where he was like, no, you shoot it. Where like, it, I think I noticed it with Nader. Nader would pass it to him and then Chris would just immediately pass it back and just like, no, shoot this. So he's he's still doing that thing where he's just like, I want other people to score because that's that's how we're going to win. Which is crazy. It's I've we mentioned this before, but he's got like. Or what is it, 17 or 18 points per game, maybe right now, but he's like a top 10 player in the league. It's just crazy to think about. Like number three or four or whatever on a lot of people's ballots for MVP. Yeah, so. which is a good transition. Uh, the NBA award finalists came out. CP3 was not on it. It was the, the mm-hmm. obvious, obvious three of, well, not maybe not obvious for a lot, some people, but. Giannis and LeBron were on there, and then James Harden took that third spot. I think Luca could have had a pretty good argument to be on there instead. Um, but, you know, right now Giannis is just dominating that uh, award, I think. So it seems pretty straightforward in that category. And then the one everyone, or the two that everyone in Thunder Nation are uh, happy about is Coach of the Year, Billy Donovan, is a finalist with. Budenholzer and Nick Nurse, the other two obvious candidates. Uh, Billy Donovan's already won a Coach of the Year award, which was the Coaches Association, not the NBA award. But that gives us some promise that he might actually have a shot at winning the whole thing. So we'll I see. like it. I picked him at the beginning of the season, so, you know. We are just never going to stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt good about it. Because I, I was like halfway joking, but I was like, I mean, if if we have a good season and we don't trade our guys, like Bill Donovan, definitely in consideration. And mm-hmm. hey, here he is. Yeah. I also am. I think we need to start preparing the uh, Twitter search engines to find all of the uh, 2019 people that were saying to fire Billy Donovan in case he does win this, and then we can just unleash those. Those receipts exposed. Yes, the receipts. Because there was a lot of people that wanted him fired not too long ago, and now he's mm-hmm. he's unanimously praised. Funny how that works. Um, and then the other one, which I still am very bothered by, is that uh. sixth, the sixth man of the year has two six mans from the same team, which makes no sense because one of them, by logic, must be the seventh man. But Anyway, the Clippers have two in Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. And then Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder is on the, on the list as well. I don't know. It, it seems like if you look at one podcast, national podcast, they'll be like, yes, Dennis, I like this guy. He should win. And then other ones, he's not even mentioned. It's like, oh, it's definitely Lou Will. So I don't even know what to make of this. I, I, it's so hard for me to get a temperature on what people are thinking about Dennis. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always kind of leaned what you're saying. Like, you can't – like, one of those guys, like, by definition, has to be a seventh man. It makes no but, sense. I mean, Dennis's contributions as, like, you know, a scorer off the bench, I think he leads the league in scoring – or points off the bench. So, like, he's got that easily. And, like, just the fact that he's part of the best lineup in the NBA, like, mm-hmm. I mean – um, who was it? It was in Zach Lowe's podcast. Uh, I don't know if it was Zach Lowe or one of his guests, but he said, if I was picking like a prototypical six man of the year, I would pick Dennis Schroeder. But, and then he followed that up by saying, but I'm picking Montrez Harrell. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to come down to Dennis or Harrell. I mean, I think Lou Will's just in there because of name at this point. But uh, I don't know, man. It's honestly a toss up. Do you think that there's a little voters' fatigue? Uh, Going against Lou Will at this point? I don't know. He just wins it all the time. It's like I, I don't hope think so. they care as much about the six man award as they do MVP. Like him, you know, LeBron has a case to win MVP almost every year, and mm-hmm. they got tired of giving him that. But like six man, like I mean, I'm, I mean, Lou Will and Jamal Crawford tossed it back and forth for like years. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've been trying to look up the odds for uh, these finalists, but I can't find them. So the 
the voting was supposed to happen pre-bubble, right? Or it was supposed to be based on pre-bubble yeah, stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. them releasing the results, it's a little curious. Like, um, do you think that on that legitimately all the votes were were tallied beforehand? Or is Dennis Schroeder's lack of playing in the bubble, is that going to actually hurt his chances? My understanding of it is that I don't know when the towers are actually collected, but it was more so like when you're considering your voting, don't consider what's happened in the bubble. So like it's kind of, you know, up to the voter. Like, you know, they give you instruction but at the same time, like they're going to vote however they want to vote for whatever reason they're going to vote. So it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. So I found this is kind of old at this point. This is from uh, like right after the bubble started. But this has Dennis as a minus 335 to win. And then Montrez as plus 250. So he's actually above Lou Will. And then Lou Will is plus 800 to win. So this has Dennis as the favorite. But it also has Lou Will as the third highest which I don't really believe. So take that for what you want, but that's, that's how things look right now. Um, I'm looking for coach of the year. It should have this. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, Jeremy Grant, by the way, is in the odds list for six man of the year. So shout out Jeremy Grant for the Denver Nuggets. All right. Uh, anything else from those two games? Happy we won the second one. I'm sad we lost the other one. Same, dude. I'm, I'm glad that's, that we didn't rush Stephen Adams back. Yes. I, I, I'm, with, I'm with Dolan. I, I just want us to let him sit make as long load, as we can. Make Steve load managing acceptable or socially acceptable, whatever he said. That Normalize load managing. Noble, yeah, normalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i mean that fall looked scary too so like i'm i'm glad he was able to get up and you know be able to play on it but at the same time i like, do just take all the time you need now, we talked all all the time like you know healthy steve nevins in the bubble is gonna be huge so like let's let's keep that advantage especially if moose is gonna shoot like he has man yeah yeah so before we get into um money please uh, everyone's favorite new segment uh what do you guys want out of the playoff seating because that's i think the reason that's the argument for why people want steven adams or don't want him is because it gives you better chances of getting higher in the seating or uh you know possibly getting like the fourth seed or i I don't know if we're still technically in the third seed uh race but if we take him out then we're going to be fifth or sixth seed um So it, it doesn't really matter because of home court advantage. It's more about, like, matchups. So are there any mm-hmm. particular matchups you guys are looking for, or is it just, like, whatever happens? I would love to play the Jazz, but in order for that to happen, the Jazz is going to have to step up and try. And I, I, I just don't think that they're going to they're gonna make it. I think that mm-hmm. they're, they're destined to be the sixth seed. Yeah. And, I mean, if that was going to happen, then we'd have to climb all the way to a three seed, which we're two and a half games back. So. Yeah, it's going to be hard. So I think four or five is the matchup that we're in. And it's just the fact of the it, it just comes down to if we're going to play the Rockets or if the Rockets leapfrog the Nuggets, which they're two games behind. So, yeah, I think I think we're on a a uh, straight line trajectory to have a Houston Rockets. The chaos this is going to cause. I can't is, wait is I am so excited for this because we're like, this is what I've been wanting the whole, whole year is that there are people that are like Westbrook fans, but also Oklahoma city fans out there that are trying to flirt both sides of the, of the string. Mm -hmm. And we finally get the opportunity to be like, all right, you have to choose. You can't choose both. And I cannot wait for them to turn into a pretzel trying to figure out what they're <laughs> going to do. It's going to be great. I can't wait for all this chaos. I'm so excited. I think that's like almost a guarantee at this point. Are they going to turn into a pretzel because they're going to be so twisted or because they're salty? Both. Yeah, that worked <laughs> both. I just made a great analogy on accident. There you go. 
No, I can't. I, can't I, I mean, you already kind of see, you know, like we just won the game. Like it didn't really mean that much, but people, people, Rustans are already throwing shade on Chris Paul. Like I'm tired of hearing about his leadership. He didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm tired of hearing about Russ in his first round exits. This guy scored this much. This guy scored that much. Just fabricating, you know, scored numbers out of, out of thin air off their memory. So it'll be yeah. glorious. It's going to be glorious. Maddie, do you have any preferences? Um, I mean, obviously, I prefer to play the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz have two games left. Yeah, they, they, they against... somehow already finished game six, which is weird. They're like well, they played the first night. Yeah, but yeah. They, were like, they were like two games ahead of us before today. So I guess, but we're playing back to back. So I guess that makes sense. So, yeah. So, and them losing against Denver in overtime really hurt their chances. So they play yeah. against Dallas tomorrow and they have two, two full days of rest. And then they play San Antonio, which is a really hot team. Right now, they're they're fighting to get in the play-in scenario. Houston has four games left. Play Sacramento tonight. Um, whatever. Like and the Kings have been obviously terrible. They are and like then, they're pretty much already eliminated, even though they're not mathematically eliminated. And then they play San Antonio, which is not going to be easy. And then uh, they play on a back-to-back against Indiana, and then they finish up Friday against Philly. Who with Philly has a finger and Simmons is hurt. Right. So, Simmons is out for the year. So I mean it, it just depends if the if the Rockets take care of business, but they should theoretically go at least three and one in their next right in their next games, maybe two and two. So and if the if Rockets, they go two and two and the Jazz went out, then I think it's gonna be close between them. So well no, so I think Dolan tweeted this out. If we go two and two and the Rockets go two and two, at this point now it's one and two because we already won one of those four games. But uh, if the Rockets just win two games and we win our one of our next three, then we solidify that four or five matchup. The Jazz can't catch up to us. Um, if the the only thing that could happen is if Houston swaps with Denver, but like you said, three and one is a pretty it, it that's like a pretty safe bet for them, which means Denver would only have to win, I think, one more game. Like, I don't think, I think they just have to win one of their next games and they keep the three seed. So it's, it seems like where things are right now is just going to be where they end up. Like, I don't see much, unless things go wildly askew, I don't think anything's going to really change too much. I would like the motion that we throw our game against the Suns so they can get in play, play in I, contention. I was going to say the same thing. I want <laughs> chaos. <laughs> uh, I love watching the Suns in the bubble, man. Booker is on another level. That game winner he hit over Paul George and Kawhi, and he just played there like that was plastic. And then yesterday. Suns Twitter is also a, a great follow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. And then yesterday, they uh, he drove by for that scoop layup, and bam. Which, which, by the way, I know it was goaltending. Did you guys see the play? He grabbed it. He just, just, <laughs> he just grab blocked it. Like he just he this grabbed is mine. It. One hand, just curl it up under my armpit. Uh, totally right, that, that was just ridiculous. But no, I mean, I, I've really enjoyed watching uh, Booker there, and Cam Johnson's been all right too. But. Yeah, okay. I'm, uh, I'm to see okay. Here. Cam Johnson is the second best player on that team, and you know it. DeAndre Ayton? Nope. Cam Johnson. Uh, Cam Johnson. Baby. Your bias is showing. Cam I didn't Johnson. say nothing about heroes almost triple double yesterday, but all right. Cam Johnson is the real deal, and everyone needs to know it. Okay, I'm gonna tweet Ain't out. Good. Matt Tierney thinks Cam Johnson is better than DeAndre Ayton. Aiden's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch tomorrow's game. It sucks that it's at 1.30 on a Monday. Like, I don't know. I don't oh, think well, I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm definitely not going to be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how I'm going to do that because I, I don't think I'd get off work in time, so. I'm going to send old Pinto again. Yep, old Matt Pinto. Um, Got away I... with the travel. Yep. Uh, all right, so this is a good opportunity now to talk about tomorrow's games, the lines for those games, and in everybody's new favorite segment, money, please. Money, please. Oh, no, no, there's no money. Oh, 
My bad. No problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I'll just destroy this office. All right. So as we already mentioned, the Thunder and the Suns. First game of the day. Get this, guys. They are currently, as, as in Bay as I mean the Thunder, are three-point underdogs to the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. The Suns are favorites in this one. So minus three for the Suns. The two other games with lines at this point are Dallas and Utah. That's a pick 'em. So basically no point spread there. And then the Denver Lakers game, which is the uh, late night TNT game, is Lakers as four point favorites. So with those lines, who you guys who you guys got? Well, you know I don't care anything about the line, so I'm just gonna make my picks here. Um, I, I I do want to throw something out here, though. Not only are the Suns five and zero in the seeding games since they've entered the bubble, they are seven and one. They have the best record in the NBA in terms of bubble games, like far. Yeah, like they've been ridiculous since they've been in the bubble. Um, so my heart says Thunder win. But my heart also says Suns win because I just I Wait, want them what? to get you in over the Blazers. I have you're, two you're hearts, doing, all right. You're doing you're doing the Westbrook Thunder thing. You can't do that. <laughs> all right, no, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that the Suns win because we're on a second. Oh. I have a back to back. Suns have had a little bit of rest. They're on a hot streak. And are you gonna name your, Are you gonna rename yourself Suns Chat? <laughs> I think we rest Gallo. I think uh, Gallo rests. Mm. I think Adams is still going to rest. Nerwins might still be out. So I think it we're going to be down to back bodies. Games. That's true. Yeah. So Gallo's traditionally out for the second game. Yeah. So I, that, that's why I think we'll lose that game. Uh, I think the, uh, the Mavericks are going to beat the Jazz. I mean, I don't know if you guys got to watch Luca last night against Amazing. the Bucks. Oh, my God. Like, the youngest, <laughs> the youngest player, the youngest player in NBA history. You have a 30-10-15 game, and he beat Michael Jordan, who was the, currently the youngest before him. So, Well, he had a 30-20-10 game, like, two games before that. So, like, well, I think when was, you're talking bubble MVPs, you got Booker, you got TJ Warren, then you got freaking Luka Doncic. We should have like, – we should definitely do – yeah, we should definitely do a bubble award season, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. At the end of the um, and then the last game, uh, I'm just going to go with the Nuggets because they're riding a hot streak and the Lakers have kind of sucked in the bubble. So, Lakers don't really care at this point. They've lost their last two games because they've already locked up the first seed. So I agree with that pick. See, but they played all their guys the last game. Like they sat LeBron against the Rockets, but he played just like in the Thunder. He played all four yeah. quarters. Yeah, I just – but it's not like playoff LeBron. It's more just like – all right, I'm going to come out here and do some passes and put up some shots, and it's like if it goes in, whatever. But I think they're just <laughs> going through the motions. Hmm. But I don't know. You're right. They have been playing all their guys, so you can't give them all of that credit. Uh, I like that Denver pick. I am going to go Thunder. I don't think they necessarily win, but I think they can cover the spread and make it a close game. And what was the spread? I said three it. and a half. No, three, three point oh. Mm. Okay, three and a half in favor of the Nuggets, or not Nuggets, the Suns. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So we're three point dogs. So we're three point dogs, and uh, I'm going to go Utah. Donovan Mitchell played a really good game despite the loss, uh, and everyone's talking about Luka Doncic. So that's probably why the spread is is pushing towards Dallas. So I'm going to go with Utah against the spread. Hmm. You got Maddie. All right. So the Thunder are three-point dogs against the Suns. I would take them in the money line. Um, I think that they're going to win by four or more. Uh, Shea finally gets his groove back. He's going to attack the the basket early. He's going to be able to finish around the rim. Uh, Maybe maybe Chris Paul um, doesn't play as many minutes in this one um, because, you know, he played today. I definitely don't see Gallo playing in the back-to-back. But we could see uh, Andre back, and Andre would be able to help lock up Booker a little bit. Um, so I, I think that that might be kind of the X factor. Shea gets going again, and then we start rolling. Uh, Muscala rides his hot streak uh, shooting. Um, maybe Baisley comes back down to earth a little bit, but 
Um, I still like the aggressiveness, and I think I'm, I'm not betting against Shea uh, for a fourth game out of five to be a rough game for him. So I think he's going to get it going um, there. And then I take the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I just think that uh, Luca's on another planet right now. Um, I still think the Jazz have a lot of a lot of issues chemistry wise, rotation wise. I don't, I don't, they just don't seem like they've got much figured out right now um, as a team. And, and mm-hmm. I, I still think that there's some beef, there's something there between, between Mitchell and, and Gobert. And, and I think that that's divided the locker rooms. So um, I'm not putting my money on the jazz tomorrow. And then I would put my money on the nuggets to win. Um, just the Lakers seem like they're going through the most and they don't really care uh one of lebron or davis will sit tomorrow um Mm -hmm. and the other ones just kind of kind of go through the motion so as kuzma comes out and scores 40 points i don't see a way that the uh that the lakers win all right there you go that's i will say shea has his career high against the suns this year so Mm. it's not outlandish to think he gets his groove back I would not be opposed to a Shea Booker shootout. I'll say it. Mm, nice little Thunder backcourt future right there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. um, how many points do y'all think Shea gets tomorrow? I'm going to say 34. Who? Shea? Points? Yeah. I like yeah. it. I'll go 40. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll go 50. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the points. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go 29. 29? I guess. I'm going to say, what did you say, Matty? You said 34? 34. I'm going to say 31 and a half. I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> going right in the middle? Somehow right. Shea gets half a point. I don't know how that happened. Uh, Wow. It's it's when it's when you shoot a wedgie in basketball, you get half a point. You know that? Come on now. Oh, right, 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 right. All right. Money, well, please. There's your picks. Get your money, please. Thank us later. And uh, going on to our final segment, we didn't do this on our fry pod, so we're doing it now. It is our Shay and May of the week. Maddie, you're pointing. Yeah, I want to go last. Okay. Uh, Dylan, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'll go ahead with Nay. Um, last week, the doctor called us and said that Chelsea would get her results on what the baby's gender is going to be in the next two or three days. We, were, mm. we proceeded to not get a phone call all week last week. Nice. Um, but my shay is that she has an ultrasound Wednesday. So, hey, we'll find out then. Woo. Heck yeah. What do you guys think yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. Boy and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> That's a Superman right there. I'm hedging my um, bets for twins. I don't know. I'll take it. Ooh. You'll take, oh, twins, huh? You ready? Would you, no. you would be down for twins? Yeah, we'd be done. Dylan confirmed. Down for twins. We would be um, done. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, somebody be getting snipped on the way out. Uh, I I'm going for a Shea also. Wait, what? I'm going for huh? I'm I'm going I'm going boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was so confused. Chelsea is going to birth Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> I would not be mad. <laughs> Afro and all. Okay with that. Hello, my son. You are going to be a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> We literally have the second coming of Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Uh, my Shea of the week is what? I didn't think about this yet, but Maddie wants to go last. So I'm going to think. I'll go. Of, okay, go, please. <laughs> so uh, I, have a, I have a couple of Shays, but my, my, okay. one of my Shays is the fact that my Colorado Rockies have the best record in baseball which we all saw coming oh. um that's pretty dope and i actually um i threw a couple of bets in one tied to the rockies and the thunder both winning their championships and then one tied Ooh. the rockies and drew Locke winning the mvp um so those are a couple of fun futures bets and they should pay me quite handsomely 
nice. uh, if they come through. So that'd be pretty dope. Um, I might even have to get a Rockies tattoo if that comes through. Um, and then uh, my my other my other Shay is uh, that we are also expecting another uh, baby Mullins to be running around here at some point <laughs> nice. in, in March. And so everything's going quite well. And uh, for the last several days, my wife has not um, had morning sickness. So that's been, that's been really good. So I'm really excited about that. And it seems like she's turning her there. So pretty exciting stuff there. Uh, on top of that, my daughter is starting to walk a lot now. Huge. Um, Huge news. So that's fun, um, which also means I have to play uh, uh, Andre uh, Robertson-like defense um, because she is so, so mobile now. Um, mm. So I got to work on my lateral equipment. So a lot mm. of shades there. And then my nay is just that we keep waiting and waiting and waiting on our washer and dryer to get in. and. Um, so luckily we've had some neighbors help us out and let us use their stuff, but I'm just kind of ready to be able to do laundry in our own home. So this is three shays like, and an A. This is like the saga of Alex and the air conditioner. Now it's Maddie Moles and the and Jerry and the moat detector. Yeah, it's like, oh it's, my like gosh. it's just we have a continuous saga of like a podcast member and something in their house being wrong. And it just keeps going. Yeah, I mean, hopefully nobody's dishwasher goes out soon or anything like that. Um, I mean, I'm just getting mine in now, so that's probably the next thing to go for somebody's a dishwasher or yeah, we, a, a we don't have a dishwasher. or something. We have to oh. wash our dishes. So oh, Dylan's man. dishwasher is broken then. There we go. No, I'm fine, <laughs> man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have my, my Shay Nay. So my Shay of the week is Damien Lillard and Paul George because <laughs> they, oh my got gosh. Into, they got into a great overly dramatic <laughs> feud this weekend. And as Thunder fans, it was just so great to watch two guys argue about each other when we're just sitting back here being like, well, you guys gave us our future. So thank you for that. You, you can just go ahead and bicker all you want to each other. It was like Damian Lillard's girlfriend and Paul George's sister or like some maybe the other way around. Switch that, yeah. Yeah, where they started arguing with each other on, on all social media platforms. And so it was just yeah. like... It's whole. It's just so crazy. Like that was wild. <laughs> Damian Lillard just starts drama all the time, and Paul George is a little insensitive. So put those two Dame, together. Dame took the W though. He says stop switching teams. I know that was the best part. I was like, it's just so great. He was like, there's something like stop switching teams while I'm here in Oregon, and it was just like that's a pretty good diss, but also you're kind of outing your own fan base there. <laughs> Insinuating Oregon's bad, but yeah, that was great. That was my shave of the weekend. I love just watching that unravel and just being like, I'm cool with all this. Nothing to worry about for our, the Thunder's end. And then my nay of the week is um, the virt- virtual fan sections. So, uh, A, Jerry's going to have for us a very, uh, uh, what should I say? A verbal Yelp review. A verbal Yelp review of the virtual fan section on our next podcast. So stay tuned for that. But B, I also tried to get a virtual fan experience and I didn't get it. I was, it was not accepted. I might have got it. It might just be like buried in my email under a weird email address, but Mm. I didn't get it either. Mm. Yeah. So sad times. Um, but you know, Dennis, Dennis got on today, as we mentioned already, and yeah, it seemed like he had a good time. There was some other, uh, I love the people that will just put like a poster of Steven's head, Steven Adams head on there. <laughs> he just looks super intimidating from the court. But I think more people should do that. Did you all see in the Pelicans game the other night, somebody had a goat with them? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That's Antonio great. Daniels uh, saw it and pointed it out and the camera <laughs> found it. <laughs> I can just imagine what he said, like how he reacted to that. That'd be so funny. I I did see the guy on our virtual section that was like pretty clearly driving a truck while watching, and he just had his phone on the passenger seat. That was a good look for us. Love that. Love it. 
But yeah, that, that's our shades and days of the week. There you go, boys and girls. All right, any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Not to know. All right, cool. I'm just trying to uh, find my phone screen. Oh, no. Um, I was, I was pointing. Job, I, I was going to go last. But my, my parting thought is, is this. Um, I really hope that we, over the next couple of games, um, get into our rhythm on offense a little more and stop falling in love with three so, so much. Um, kind of us having success uh, behind the line early in games has actually hurt us a little bit. Um, because we just fall in love with it so much. So I want to see all of our guys attack the basket more and take advantage of being in the bonus. Um, this is going to be there, you know, when the offense comes and we have guys that are going to out-hustle you like Tommy. But just our, our shot selection, uh, we need to really nip that in the bud before we get into the playoff. There you go. Closing statements from, from Matty Moles. All right, everyone, be sure to wash your hands for the coronavirus and don't forget to vote or do a ballot or whatever you're going to do to vote because it's important. Uh, be sure to hoop when you can. And as always, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.